from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hi there, I'm Graham, VK4BB with the WIA National News for week commencing September 30, 2018. No board report this week, unless you classify a note by Marcus VK5WTF, highlighting some aspects from his last board comment. Robert Broomhead stops by with Jason VK2LAW to bring some news on the Para Hero. If you're hearing a lot of noise on the band this weekend, Felix VK4FUQ will reveal its probably contestants in the 2018 CQ Worldwide Ready DX contest on now. Clive VK6 Charlie Sierra Whiskey with his monthly report on the RAOTC broadcast. VK3 GTV suggests we get our parks on. And we'll start by rewinding, just eight days, to an event 100 years ago. In a suburban street of Warunga, a northern suburb of Sydney, some 200 people are assembled in front of a small yet significant monument. Addressing the crowd is the City of Sydney town crier. Be it known that I hereby welcome you all to the celebration of the 100th anniversary of the first direct wireless message from the United Kingdom to Australia. Upon this day, 100 years ago, the 22nd day of September in the year... 1918, the first wireless message sent by Guglielmo Marconi for the Australian Prime Minister, Billy Hughes, in Wales, was received by Ernest Fisk at his home, Lucania, outside of which we stand today. It was received at 1.15pm, precisely. Then, right on time, a message in Morse code. The text of the Morse code message was transcribed by John Patterson, VK2ATT, and read to the audience by Federal Minister for Bradfield, the Honourable Paul Fletcher. I have just returned from a visit to the battlefields where the glorious valour and dash of the Australian troops saved Amiens and forced back the legions of the enemy. Filled with greater admiration than ever for these glorious men and more convinced than ever that it is the duty of their fellow citizens to keep these magnificent battalions up to their full strength. W.M. Hughes, Prime Minister, September 22nd, 1918. Activities continued at St Andrew's Church Hall nearby. Special Events Station, VK100 Marconi, was operating for the day and the event was covered in national media and on local community radio. Event organiser Joe Harris OAM, formerly VK2KAA, spoke about the day. Today we have grandchildren of Ernest Fisk, daughter, daughters-in-law, we have... Uh, so many people who are so interested in what's happening. I thank everyone that's displaying 
today. It's really been a worthwhile effort for everyone. Hi everyone, my name is Casey Castro and I'm the chair of the new marketing group for the WIA. We are currently looking for volunteers to head up our digital marketing and media group. So anyone with some digital marketing, media, SEO experience, please contact us at marketing at wia.org.au. We look forward to hearing from you. This is VK5 Whiskey Tango Foxtrot with a follow-up to last week's comment. Well, I certainly tripped up on the broadcast around the IARU Region 3 conference. The WIA representative was Greg Kelly, VK2 GPK. Peter Young was attending as an IARU Region 3 director, and Dale Hughes, VK1 DSH, received the IARU Diamond Award for his services rendered to worldwide amateur radio community. On behalf of members and the amateur community, the WIA board congratulates Dale on receiving this prestigious award. More information can be found on the WIA website. On another note, a small correction and reminder. The VI2 GB call sign is available for use for digital modes to commemorate the first contact from the United Kingdom to Australia. A link is available in the text edition. 73 VK5 Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Going clear. News, talk and radio sport. Here with VK1 WIA. Ham Radio Operation News. It's Quantax Sport. I'm Felix VK for a few Q. The 2018 CQ Worldwide DDX Contest this weekend. The 2018 CQ WW Contest starts at 0000 hours UTC on September 29 and ends at 23.59 hours UTC on 30 September with activity on the 80, 40, 20, 15 and 10 metres. The observance of established band plans is strongly encouraged. The objective is for amateurs around the world to contact as many other amateurs in as many CQ zones, countries, US states and Canadian provinces as possible. The contest exchanges an RST report plus CQ zone number of the station location. Stations in the continental USA and Canada also send QDH. October 6, Worldwide Ocean EDX Contest. October 11, 12, Worldwide Cell Call Ale. Not so much a contest, but an exercise. 2019, August 17, 18, Worldwide IWLW. Through the DX window. Active in this weekend's CQ Worldwide Ritty Contest is Chris operating as VO2VC, which is in CQ Zone 2, Labrador. He will be operating low-power single-op on 20 metres only, using 100 watts. Outside the contest, he will be active until the 4th of October on 86 metres SSB, Britty and FT8. QSL to his home call V6CMV. Also an active service from Guantanamo Bay for the worldwide CQ Britty is Stu, KG4SS from Guantanamo Bay. Britty in the CQ Worldwide DX Britty Contest FT8 and in Fox and Hound Mode in CW. QSL via Logbook of the World or direct to K4MIL. G4EDG is active as ZD9CW from Tristan Nakuna, AF029, to the 22nd of October. CW and Ritty with some SSB on the 15 to 40 meter bands and possibly 80 meters. QSL via Logbook of the World or via LZ1JZ. Madagascar trip looking for ops. Alex K2BB announced this part week that he and his friend Paul U0JR will be active as 5R8R from Nozibi Island, IOTA AF057, Madagascar, between November the 19th and 29th. Activity will be on 168 to 10 metres using CWSSB and the digital modes. They will participate in the CQ Worldwide DX CW contest. 
November 24-25 as a multi-single or possibly multi-two entry if they have enough ops. Alex states, We will have two stations and are renting a private villa which can accommodate four people. Huge garden, swimming pool, kitchen, you name it. Sounds like fun. Then join us. Make up your mind quickly. Australia VI. Celebrating this year's World War One Armistice Day Centenary on air. November 3 to 15 will be VI6 BAX. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. From Australia, this is VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, RAC, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Ham's challenge to aid Philippines during Typhoon Mankut. With Typhoon Mankut threatening, the Philippine Amateur Radio Association Para activated its Ham Emergency Radio Operations Hero at a code yellow level on September 12, per a declaration from Para Chief Operating Officer Roberto Vincencio, Delta Uniform 1 Victor Hotel Yankee. At Code Yellow, stations are advised to ensure that all equipment is operational, check backup power supplies and take any necessary precautionary measures. For the first time ever, the Philippines National Telecommunications Commission, NTC, had authorised para-hero volunteers to communicate directly with NTC's regional offices during the pending emergency, rather than through the NTC headquarters. Typhoon Mankut was the strongest typhoon to strike loose on island since Typhoon Maggie in 2010, and the strongest typhoon to make landfall in the Philippines since Super Typhoon Haiyan November 2013. A Category 4 storm on the Saffir-Simpson scale, Mankut was packing nearly 150 mile per hour winds, with gusts of more than 180 miles an hour as it approached a predicted September 14 landfall on extreme northern Luzon Island. The storm inflicted widespread destruction with heavy damage to structures and caused landslides. More than 80 people lost their lives as a result of the storm. Evacuations were ordered in several regions. The storm went on to wreak heavy damage in Hong Kong. This deadly weather system proved a challenge for hams as they kept communications open in the storm-wrecked Philippines. Robert Broomhead, WIA webmaster, VK3DN, tells us more. In the northern Philippines, Typhoon Mankut quickly became the deadliest storm on the earth this year, striking on September the 15th. The Philippine Amateur Radio Association activated for emergency communications at the National Telecommunications Commission Regional Office. Locally, many affiliated groups established VHF radio communications at the Emergency Operations Centre in Clark Freeport. Winds were clocked at 155 kilometres or 96 miles per hour, with gusts as much as 190 kilometres per hour or 118 miles per hour. By Monday, Mayor Victorio Palandigan of Itagon, one of the hardest-hit province towns, reported that dozens were believed to have been killed in a landslide and that rescuers would likely not find survivors. 
Having destroyed homes and taken lives, the typhoon next made its way to South China. The typhoon had just made its approach as a radio communication summit on disasters was convening in Cotabato City on the 14th and 15th of September. It was attended by 500 members of ham radio clubs and civic groups and was considered an unprecedented gathering of its kind for the region. Lectures on emergency communications were being given by the Philippine Amateur Radio Association, which quickly began coordinating with Humanitarian Emergency Action and Response Team as the typhoon hit. I'm Robert Broomhead, VK3DN. Before the storm moved on, 32,000 families were believed to have been affected in central Luzon. News from India. The Hindu has interviewed radio amateur Guru Data Panda, Victor Uniform 3 Golf Delta Papa, about the Exceedsat CubeSat built by an eight-person team at Hyderabad-based Exceed Space Private Limited, co-founded by Asha Faran, Victor Uniform 2 Echo, Sierra Echo. Exceedsat carries an amateur radio FM transponder and APRS digipeter and is expected to be launched by SpaceX towards the end of 2018. This satellite will serve the ham radio community. As a result, it will be of great help during natural calamities when conventional communication services get disrupted, Gurudatta VU3GDP said. After the launch, this artificial satellite will be on a polar orbit with two passes over India every day. The public will be able to receive this artificial satellite's beacon on 145.900 MHz FM using a TV tuner and USB dongle, Mr Panda added. He said the eight-member team involved in construction of the small private satellite involved four technocrats and four managerial staff members. He and Exceed Space co-founder Ashard Faran, Victor Uniform 2 Echo Sierra Echo, were the communications engineers who played a key role in building the satellite. From Sweden, Sweden's telecommunications regulatory agency to require fee to run more than 200 watts. We have more on our recent story from Sweden. Effective November 1, radio amateurs in Sweden who want to run more than 200 watts PEP in certain amateur radio allocations will have to apply for a transmitter licence to do so and pay a yearly fee. Sweden's telecoms agency PTS has announced a modified listing of licence-free transmitters that spells out the changes for amateur radio and other services. Sweden eliminated licences in 2004 and amateur radio in Sweden is permission-free but prospective radio amateurs must still pass an examination. A certificate and a call sign valid for life are issued without any future fees. Up until now, the maximum permitted power on most HF bands has been 1 kilowatt with no additional authorisation required. It will be interesting to see how many active Swedish operators will apply for high-power permits, said Henrik Kotowalski, Sierra Mike Zero, Juliet Hotel Foxtrot, who alerted ARRL to the release of the official PTS order. I will not... There is a general trend to use less power and smarter efficient modes, he said. Under the amended regulations, radio amateurs would have to apply for permission to run more than 200 watts on 160, 1810 to 1850 kilohertz only, 80, 40, 20, 17, 15, 12, 10 and 2 metres, as well as 70 centimetres, and the 1.2, 5.6, 10, 4, 24, 47 gigahertz and higher amateur radio allocations. USA Emergency preparedness takes centre stage for 2018 simulated emergency test. The 2018 ARRL simulated emergency test, SET, is just ahead. 
The primary ARRL-sponsored national emergency exercise is designed to assess the skills and preparedness of amateur radio emergency service volunteers as well as those affiliated with other organisations involved with emergency and disaster response. Although the main SET weekend this year is October 6 and 7, local and section-wide exercises may take place throughout the USA during their fall. Those who already take part in public service and emergency activities are getting ready for the annual SET, a dress rehearsal next month. But the 2018 ARRL SET is an open casting for all radio amateurs interested in expanding their emergency preparedness, knowledge and skill. The annual SET encourages maximum participation by all amateur radio operators, partner organisations and national, state and local officials who typically engage in emergency or disaster response in the US. In addition to ARIS volunteers, radio amateurs active in the National Traffic System, Radio Amateur Civil Emergency Service Skywarn, Community Emergency Response Team, Salvation Army Team Emergency Radio Network and a variety of other allied groups and public service oriented radio amateurs are needed to fulfil important roles in this nationwide exercise. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason VK2LAW. I'm Simon VK4FSIH. The WIA National News can be heard in the Greater Gold Coast area on Sundays at 0900 hours on 146700 MHz. Grab your cup of coffee and take 30 minutes out to keep in touch and up to date with all that is happening with amateur radio, not only here in Australia, but worldwide too. So if you're in the Greater Gold Coast or going to be visiting the Gold Coast, be listening from 0900 hours, Sunday mornings to 146700 for the WIA National News. Let's have a look at the Q News Workbench, the Nuts and Volts Report. I'm Graham VK4BB. Construction is alive and kicking in the Netherlands. The Dutch National Society, Veron, promotes the active involvement of radio amateurs in innovation, home construction and experimentation. A Google translation of Veron's recent post says, Nowadays the cost of commercial equipment is very low. A new VHF UHF 5 watt FM handheld can cost just €25. And that's why people wonder whether the stimulus to experiment and self-construction is still present. But the enormous variety, the low cost of equipment and the arrival of SDR has created unprecedented possibilities. Because of this, one's inclined to investigate, to build and to innovate. On our bands, we now see the rise of digital modes, software and advanced equipment. In recent times, revolutionary developments have taken place in digital modes. Think of propagation beacon technology and also the increase of SDR radios. Research and innovation by radio amateurs is far from over. It's not the case that self-construction, experimentation and innovation were taken away by radio amateurs, but traditional self-construction is making more and more room for the new techniques, as shown by the series in the Viron Electron magazine, Getting Started with Arduino. More and more radio amateurs are making use of this computer and is more often than not found in the shack of the radio amateur but there are more series about new developments in self-construction. For example, Veron are working on a series about the Raspberry Pi for publication in the Electron. As a result, this technical development will also be used by more radio amateurs. For months now, their article, Make Your Computer or Tablet an SDR Radio Receiver, has been in the top five of the pages visited on the Veron website. 
The soldering iron makes way for the keyboard. Home construction, experiments and innovation are in a transition from old to new techniques. But home construction is alive and kicking. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. With the latest worldwide special interest group news, I'm Col, VK3GTV, and our first story this week is ATV, Every Pixel Tells a Story, 10 New BATC Videos. Ten videos of interest to amateur television and satellite enthusiasts have been uploaded to the British Amateur Television Club's YouTube channel. The talks were recorded at the BATC CAT 18 event held at the Midlands Air Museum and cover everything from the latest on the S-Hailsat geostationary satellite to recent developments on the popular BATC Portsdown transmitter. Each video is very informative and a reference source for this state-of-the-art area of the hobby. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Japanese robots land on near-Earth asteroid. Last Saturday, the Japanese Space Agency made history by landing a pair of robots on diamond-shaped asteroid Yugu. The tiny explorers are now hopping across the space rock's rugged surface and sending unprecedented pictures back to Earth. Yugu is a near-Earth asteroid that can approach our planet closer than the moon, so exploring it is important. You can learn more about it on spaceweather.com. With Worldwide Special Interest Group's radio amateur old-timers, it's over to Perth. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6CSW, reminding you that tomorrow is the first Monday of the month, time for the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's October Bulletin to go to air. This month we have reports on the club's recent AGM and on-air QSO party, plus talks entitled Florence Nightingale and The Coffee Break. I'm unsure how the latter items connect to the RAOTC, but no doubt Ian will enlighten us. Everyone, RAOTC members and non-members alike, is most welcome to tune in and to join in the callbacks afterwards. The broadcast originates in Melbourne at 10am local time on the VK3REC 2 meter repeater with simultaneous relays on 1825kHz and 7146kHz. At 0100 UTC, for Eastern State listeners, Hans VK5YX will transmit the program on 20 meters on 14.150MHz. Also tomorrow at 0100 UTC, we have a trial broadcast from VK6JI on 80 metres on 3620 kHz. At 0200 UTC for West Australian listeners, the program is transmitted simultaneously on 7088 kHz and via the linked repeater network. At night, the broadcast is repeated at 20.30 hours Melbourne time on 80 metres on 3650 kHz in Tasmania at 19.30 on the VK7RAA and 7RTC networks plus a TV presentation by Tony VK7AX at 20.30 hours Tasmanian time. 
From Tuesday, you can download the audio file from the club website at www.raotc.org.au where you'll also find full details about our club. Tune in tomorrow for the October RAOTC Bulletin. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. From old timers to worldwide special interest groups, radio amateur, young timers. Earth Science Week 2018 is almost upon us. October 14 to 20, it engages young people and others with learning resources and activities exploring the relationship between the arts and the Earth systems. This year's theme of Earth as Inspiration promotes public understanding and stewardship of the planet. Of special interest to the amateur radio community and their families is an Inspired by Earth photo contest and an essay contest for students in grades 6 to 9. Worldwide special interest groups, Radio Scouting, Jamboree on the Air, October 2018. With just a month to go before Jota 2018, planning should be well underway for your Jamboree on the Air radio station. With time zone differences, Australia will be one of the first countries to start the Jota weekend. Making contacts with other Jota radio stations within Australia and New Zealand would give guides and scouts a great start to their Jota weekend experience. To assist radio operators in making contact with other Jota radio stations, the St George Amateur Radio Society has set up a database where you can register details of your Jota radio station, such as call sign, location, bands, frequencies, operating times and contact details. The information collected on the database will only be shared with other users. Special Interest Groups Worldwide Flora and Fauna, also known as the Parks Program. Get your park on operating event set for October. What is hoped will be the first annual Get Your Park On operating event will take place from October 14 to 20 in celebration of Earth Science Week. The event is open to amateur radio operators around the world and is sponsored by the national affiliates of Worldwide Flora and Fauna, WWFF, which encourages radio amateurs to operate outdoors in protected nature parks. During this on-air celebration, amateurs can participate in one of two ways, being an activator setting up and operating in national and provincial parks, or you may decide to be a hunter, operating from home, portable, mobile, or even in another park, and searching out and contacting the activators. The week-long special event is reminiscent of the ARRL's popular National Parks on the Air event in 2016. Get Your Park On begins at 0 hours UTC on Sunday, October 14, and continues to 2359 UTC on Saturday, October 20. Search Get Your Parks On at Facebook. That's all in this week's Worldwide Special Interest Groups News. For WIA National News, I'm Col, VK3GTV. Rewind. Enigma Reloaded. From the 28th of September to the 6th of October, the Enigma Reloaded event will be taking place this year. The main goal of the Enigma event is to promote as much amateur radio activity as possible all over the world celebrating the history of the Enigma cipher machine and its crucial role in the outcome of World War II and spreading the knowledge of those key people who contributed to its decryption. The Enigma Reloaded event takes place in two steps. September 28 to October 5, Italian and foreign amateur radio stations registered as activator stations will ensure the activation of their radio stations in order to allow the participants to get their scores for the Enigma Award Contest. 6th of October, the final events day, the activator stations will exchange predefined CW messages previously enciphered by a real or emulated 
Enigma machine. All details and rules are available on the official website. You'll find that when you check out wia.org.au and read this week's text edition of WIA National News. VK1 WIA. Clubbing and VK7. Mount Barrow Barbecue welcoming the return of Daylight Savings. Please mark your calendars for Thursday the 25th of October. Yes, that is next month. A friendly barbecue get-together is scheduled to take place at the Mount Barrow Discovery Trail Visitor Centre and people usually start arriving from 3pm. All amateur radio operators and their families are invited to attend. Now this is a Northern VK7 tradition and has taken place in one guise or another for many years now. It'll be a BYO everything barbecue and by that I mean everything including a couple of logs for the fire if possible. It can still get pretty cold up there at this time of the year. The visitor centre is in a glass-enclosed area, out of the rain, the wind and most elements. The log fireplace and toilets mean it will be quite comfortable. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au Now the social scene in brief. September 28 to October 1 this weekend. VK4, the Cardwell Gathering. October 14 in VK3, Yarra Valley Amateur Radio Group's Hamfest. October 28 in VK3, Ballarat Amateur Radio Group's Hamfest. November 11, VK5, Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest. November 17, down in VK7, the VK7 Hamfest, Miana Community Centre. And November 18 in VK3, the Rosebud Radio Fest. That's all up and coming September, October, November 2018. I'm Graham VK4BB. Till next week, walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.